Mahomes at bay. The Tampa Bay Bucks, Super Bowl 55. Hello and welcome to the Bucks Banter Podcast for our 47th episode. I'm Colin Hallboom. I am joined by Scott Capron and Bo Danyard, as always. And we have got a shit ton of NFL football to talk about. Yeah, I think that's the exact amount, actually. An official shit ton, yeah. Yeah, I don't know if we have any football to talk about. We have a lot of crazy shit to talk about, though. Good. Well said, well said. Yeah, a lot of football players changing cities and... All that good stuff. So uh, that is why I titled tonight's episode, The Brady Recruitment Campaign Continues and NFL Star Realignment. We are going to start off with the Buccaneers and what they've been doing since we were last on the airwaves. Um, So, I mean, you know, to summarize, Tom Brady retired, then unretired. And the Buccaneers, almost immediately upon Tom Brady coming back, were able to re-sign both Carlton Davis and Ryan Jensen, uh, two crucial guys who appeared to be on the way out. So that was massive. That's the Tom Brady effect that I've been talking about. That's just oh so obvious. The greatest recruiter since John Calipari in the mid 2000s. A couple losses. Uh, Jordan Whitehead. I mean, I know we're all Jordan Whitehead stands. I know you guys, for anyone who doesn't know, as non-Buccaneer fans, but guys who've been following the team since you were doing this podcast, is a player you both loved. And um Jordan Whitehead, the, the Bucks obviously, apparently they didn't reach out to Jordan Whitehead because they had other plans. So he ended up signing with the New York Jets for uh, two years for $14 million. Bit of a modest number, Bodan. Very modest number. I was actually pretty shocked when that deal came out. Um, I don't know. Maybe they just they decided they need more ball hawks back there. But I think anybody that watches Tampa Bay defend the run, they just can't wait to watch Jordan Whitehead just smash the running back in the hole on the edge anywhere they decide that they think they might find a place, some space in the field. So yeah, I think he'll be a really great fit in, in, uh, in New York, um, basically just taking over that Jamal Adams role. Hopefully he gets paid like Jamal Adams does one day. Yeah. I'm surprised he didn't get paid more by the jets. Um, I think the Buccaneers rationale was simply, they had other holes to fill and I'm sure they would have loved to bring, Whitehead back but when you got Mike Edwards waiting in the wings like he's just so productive based on his the snaps he's had in the NFL um, and he's going to be a free agent next year you kind of need to give him a look while still on that rookie deal and then I mean shortly thereafter that Whitehead you know vacation over to New York um, the Bucks traded a fifth round pick for right guard Shaq Mason of the New New England Patriots widely considered to be uh, one of the top five right guards at least in football according to like pff and i mean brandon thorne loves shaq mason brandon thorne always getting shout outs on the pod because he's he's the o-line goat or the trench goat as i call him <laughs> the trench <laughs> that's good uh and so yeah um, amazing deal i mean everyone who I... is familiar with shaq mason was calling that an absolute robbery that belichick was willing to give up on him for just a fifth round pick he's locked up for i think two more years at approximately seven or eight million and i mean that's that's like two three million less than uh alex kappa signed for with the bengals and alex kappa is really solid but he's not not near the player that that shaq mason is so that's quite a coup for jason light and speculation was the money that would have been allocated to jordan whitehead allowed them to to do that deal they needed the cap space to facilitate the deal the cap space, that's going to be the name of my uh, offshoot podcast, just so you know. Um, but um, <laughs> this is going to be a theme throughout the rest of this episode. Uh, I've never even been in the ballpark of predicting what one player would be worth in a trade. Like how a starting lineman who has graded that high at PFF and all that goes for a fifth round pick. I just... I. It's like a total blind spot for me with with the NFL in general and transactions. And it may, you know, hand up. Obviously, it's on me at this point. Almost every time there's a trade, like one player and whatever the draft package is that goes back, I can't believe what happened, right? So, and I know this was, I read about it too, generally reported as a slight fleecing or whatever. But even then, so you're telling me a starting right guard isn't wouldn't be worth like a third round pick? Like 
it's not easy to get that. It's not easy yeah. to get a starter that you actually trust at any position. So why it's a fifth round pick, I'll never get. But I mean, this happens almost all the time, right? I'm, we're going to get into more trades in, in similar situations, but I don't know where you guys are, but I, I find every time I'm like, wow, really? That's all it took a fifth round pick of a person that they don't have on their team yet. And now they have a starting guard. I don't know. It's, don't it's to... all, it all comes down to positional value, right? So yeah, positional but... value of having a guard. Uh, I know. And, like, and I know they're what they're... you have to pay a top level guard compared to what you have to pay a top level defensive end for example or a quarterback for example like kyle hamilton might go after malik willis and in and in the draft on at the end of april right and pretty off base here but the only reason that would happen is because it costs a lot more to have a starter level quarterback that's on their next contract whereas like the cost to replace a safety isn't the same it's the same thing with the guard yeah but in in scott's defense something that like it is complete. Like you know and are aware of every trade that's gone on. Uh, at least every trade of note in the NFL, Scott, just like I am. Yet you're supposed to predict that um, that DeAndre Hopkins is worth a one second round pick. Meanwhile, uh, yeah, Stephon like, Diggs is worth multiple first. But at that point, that was before Stephon Diggs really blew up. Like it's pretty unpredictable, and I, I think everyone can be shocked. Like you really, there isn't a baseline to fall. Totally. Exactly. So then, so when you're on Twitter and you're, it's like, oh, this team did this and this team did. It's like, well, there's been more insane stuff on either side of the spectrum, like of any trade. We don't know what anyone's going to do ever. So, and you know, this is all part of. There are a million analysts and you know, whoever talking on Twitter about every single transaction, every single trade. So, like everything gets scrutinized right not anything is just going to be oh yeah thumbs up across the board there's there's some sort of dig at everything i'm just saying i can't spot it at all like i i have no idea who goes for what i don't know like to me how sorry how is deandre hopkins not worth the first overall pick in a lot of like like, that's how i think of it you know like who's gonna be better than him especially (laughs) coming out of houston like especially coming out of houston where he's so young but but it, that's not how it works in football. It's like if you are going to be traded, then inherently your value is lessened because because you're being traded. I don't know. It's 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 strange to me. Now Scott Bodan, let me temper you there, please. Hang, hang, hold all your horses. All right, we got plenty of free, we got big picture free agency to discuss when we get on to the rest of the league. I think we need to uh, continue with our Buccaneers roundup because them alone have plenty of uh, signings of note. The most important of which I think in most fans of the Buccaneers minds was they were able to Jason light and his staff were able to finally come to terms with Chris Godwin on a three year, $60 million deal, just a few million dollars more than Christian Kirk. Again, another extension of the appeal of Tom Brady, not to say that's the only reason Chris Godwin resigned in Tampa Bay, but let's be real. Um, that had to have a significant impact on his willingness to do so. At a really team-friendly number, in my opinion, at least based on what the current market is, right? Yeah. So yeah, I mean that that I'm ecstatic to to know that Chris Godwin's going to be back here for another three years. I mean, just such a crucial cog of what the Buccaneers do on offense. Oh, he's awesome! He's awesome! He's fantastic! He, he he's an elite wide receiver. Yet as soon as Bruce Arian Arians takes the job, he decides, you know. I'm going to make him the Larry Fitzgerald of this team because in his later years, though, Larry Fitzgerald, they moved him into the slot and he had the most catches mm-hmm. in his career. And yeah. he just he just saw Chris Godwin tailor made to that due to his versatility. And uh, Godwin has excelled at that. I mean, um, you know, blocking, going yeah. over the middle. He can go deep, great hands, just a, a tremendous all-around football player, a perfect exemplary character in the community for the locker room, all that bullshit. He does everything right, no mistakes. I love Chris Godwin. I think I speak for all Buccaneers fans when I applaud him for returning and Jason Light for making sure he brought him back in the building. But again, all comes back down back to Tom Brady. Thank mm-hmm. you, Tom. Appreciate you, dog. Yeah, and then and it just ensures again one of the best receiving duos in the league, right? Like it's just it it's so valuable to have his when you're second, whoever I mean, I guess Godwin was is the second option after Mike Evans, but like He's a number one against on almost any, like on many other teams in the league, right? He's that talented. Yeah. He requires that much attention. 
uh, that much of a threat in the red zone. It's just, it's such a luxury to have two guys like that. And I, I, nobody, nobody would appreciate that or, or back that up more than, than Brady himself. Right. So great, great to see him back. Um, maybe my favorite buck. He might be my favorite buck actually. Damn. That's a great question. Me asking you guys your favorite bucks. That's we got to do that one episode where you guys yeah. gotta make, make a list. Your favorite on both sides of the ball. I love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm always the one answering the Bucks questions. I want to get your guys' opinions after a full season of vigorously following the team. Well, no between Godwin on the offensive side of the ball, Sean Murphy bunting as an Irish dancer uh, <laughs> slash defensive is huge. Just the 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 ability to to do to juggle both careers has always uh, caught my eye. So I would I would lead SMB, uh, lean SMB and uh, and Godwin for my pick. <laughs> Um, and then another receiver they brought in. So, you know, maybe a low-key move to some, but based on what we saw happen to the receiver position when they got ravaged by injuries and had to deal with Antonio Brown fiasco last year, and they were just completely depleted at that position despite how how stacked they were coming into the year, uh, the Buccaneers fill the wide receiver three position by signing Russell Gage from division rival Atlanta, three-year deal, $10 million a year. I can't recall exactly the guaranteed money, but seems like a really nice fit. I tweeted about how how nice of a fit it is with Brady, the way Brady throws. I don't know why. I don't know what I'm basing that on. Um, aside from witnessing Russell Gage kill the Bucks over the course of his career, he's just one of those Bucks killers. You know, there's always that guy like Gerald Henderson oh, yeah. used to be to the Raptors. Like, yeah. Awesome. Anyway, Russell Gage's career trajectory is going like this. And you got to think that's the kind of guy that Tom Brady will get the most out of. Apparently, he was quick, Tom, that is, to reach out to Russell Gage once he came back and actually connected with him directly. So, yeah, it seems like that's a guy that he himself targeted as someone he wanted to bring into the building. That's me reading the tea leaves. But yeah. uh, Russell Gage talked about getting that call from Tom Brady. What what a shocker. Tom Brady has no Zion in his game, right? He, he, he reaches out to his teammates as soon as they come to the team. But, like... Like to me, this was one of the like. Besides, I, we haven't even got to the to the to the movement. At, did we get to the Shaq uh, the Shaq Mason one yet? But yeah, yeah, we did have another. Yeah, guy. so like between Shaq Mason and Russell Gage, those are the two that like I go back and forth. Those are two just incredible signings by Jason Light. Um, really like what Russell Gage could mean to this offense as like kind of a budget AB replacement um he is one of the more productive wide receivers i think when you looked at the falcons receiver room last year um he was one of those guys where you're just like oh if he has a big year this could be a really good room um and he's he's really good um and he's he's going to be good for the bucks and that added motivation for two games out of the year to play in the falcons he's uh it's kind of nice to see the bucks on the other end of that for for once right yeah, exactly. He, he's a perfect third guy to me. Yeah. yeah. Like, probably miscast, but, you know, Atlanta had almost a comically bad group of receivers this year, right? Um, not yeah, he, one, he was their number one. by Yeah, people. exactly, which he isn't. Yeah. But uh, he he's going to get, he's going to get, uh, you know, a ton of options uh, or a ton of looks in this offense, I think. Kind of maybe a little – I mean, I'm sure he's vaccinated, but maybe a little Cole Beasley-esque, like what we saw with the Bills, right? Um, as a short, like a smaller receiver. I don't know. Just just, just as a third option, I, I like I like that pickup a lot. Well, he's actually like not that small, and he's a, he's a pretty established deep threat. Like he's extremely – Yeah, he's a good outside guy. He's extremely versatile. So when Godwin is out, assuming unless Godwin is like ready for the start of the season, I could see Russell Gage sliding into that slot position, but I imagine – He'll line up on the outside, and you'll have him and Evans on the outside. But they'll all be interchangeable. I, yeah. I hope. I hope that foot will get creative and move them around. Bo, you, Bo, you identified those. Both you did as um, kind of under the radar, nice signings. Couple more of those of note of players who would fall into that same category. Um, while I was licking my wounds from saying goodbye to Jordan Whitehead, uh, the Buccaneers were quick to sign Logan Ryan, um, recently waived from the New York Giants. Uh, really solid NFL player who's who's had a good career he's moved around in terms of his positional flexibility so uh, he's played cornerback he's a safety he's played in the slot Nickel, um, yeah. And, and yeah exactly so i think he's a guy who who brings a lot of that versatility 
depending how they want to use Mike Edwards and him, another guy with versatility, Antoine Winfield. All those guys are capable of playing the slot if need be. Mm-hmm. So it just gives Todd Bowles some more tools on the back end. And, um, you know, compared to a Whitehead, who I love, um, I know we all do, yeah. a little more of a malleable collection of players. Whitehead's that, like, run-stuffing savage, I'm going to rip mm-hmm. your head off, uh, thumper. But each of Logan Ryan, Mike Edwards, and Antoine Winfield Jr. are all kind of fit a mold of being a little bit more well-rounded. And uh, I think the three of them, first, he, he also brings a great veteran leadership and presence to that group. So yeah. uh, nice, nice low-key signing. They've had their eyes on him for a while. Jason Light said as much. And I like it, that pickup a lot. Yeah, yeah. I mean, why not? Why not, right? You, you know he's going to be able to step in and play. I, I like it. I like it. Yeah, former Pat. He's uh, a guy that Brady's familiar with. And um, yeah, like, I, I don't know. Like, I think I think that's what made me realize what, what they were doing with Whitehead and like it made the Whitehead number make a little bit more sense to me. And that they, they were obviously like, this didn't fit our scheme. This didn't fit what we wanted to do down the stretch. Like when we ran into injuries, we couldn't get that same coverage malleability with Jordan Whitehead back there that they will have next year with Logan Ryan. A um, little bit more tight end extra, uh, insurance when uh, a guy is lined up over Devin White. You can kind of switch that out a little bit faster with uh, dropping Logan Ryan down. I, I I like it. I think it's a it's a good. It's obviously a low risk deal. Yeah, if it doesn't work out this year. You can move on. Um, yeah, but yeah, I, I I think that's a a definite a definite spot that they needed to address ahead of the draft. And I think even going into the draft, I think DBs are will be a little bit of a focus for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, but I, I like Logan Ryan joining. Yeah. Team, and I, that's for sure. I'm just, I'm just speculating here that I don't know if this had anything to do with it, but you know, you lose Whitehead, which is really one of the worst last names uh, <laughs> in the English. Like truly that is a tough scene. And you bring in Very Logan triggering. Ryan, who sounds like an OC character from season two and, you know, immediate upgrade right there, just in the name department. Do I think that was the deciding factor? No, I don't. But do I think it was kicked around? Yeah, I do. All right, I'm going to throw that out there right now. Um, and just I'm going to keep keep our eyes on going forward. It, it's tough to have a war room and not bring that up, right? Block letters on the chalkboard or, you know, whatever. I, I'm sure that was on there. Probably talking about all of Marissa's bad decisions, but that's another episode. Oh, it's... <laughs> I'm speechless. Okay. Um, and then just yesterday, uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers re-signed William Golston. I'm, I'm unclear on the exact numbers, but a one-year deal. Uh, just a, a super solid vet, a beast, a very much underrated NFL player, like rotational interior defensive lineman. He's a monster against the run, uh, continuing to to develop his arsenal as a pass rusher and just a super valuable aspect of of the makeup of this buccaneers team second longest serving buccaneer i, I was just gonna I, that caught me off guard i did not realize how long his uh his tenure's been with the team crazy yeah i thought he was the longest but evan winter corrected me because i forgot about like maybe my favorite all-time buccaneer lamonte david has <laughs> been there longer um but yeah love the golston signing super excited about that and then um leonard fournette leonard mm. fournette Back on a three-year deal for three for twenty-one, so seven million a year. How about that math for you, boys? Um, Twelve million guaranteed only, though. So, you know that's potentially if if things don't go as as the Buccaneers hope it does with Leonard Fournette. If it doesn't continue how it has been, they could cut bait after two years, probably with minimal damages. Love that. I think it's good, man. I think they're in dire need at that position. It it allows them to be less. Um, less dependent on drafting a running back to come in. Yeah. And I, th- I think we've all learned Bruce's BA's patience when it comes to young running backs is not something that yeah. his general manager, Jason Light, wants to, to deal with anymore. Yeah. Um, Bruce doesn't have the patience for that. And Lenny's earned his reputation. He's earned that contract the hard way, man. Like, you know, the story has been well-documented. We've talked about it on the pod here just about Bruce giving him like, buddy, you're either getting cut. You go in there, take 20 minutes, come back out because you're upset you're not getting playing time. Come back out and approach it like a man or walk out. You get a free – I'm going to give you 20 minutes to decide. And Lenny came back out and was like, my bad, coach. I'm ready. And from then on, that moment on, Rojo got hurt the next week. He has just continued to ascend as a a bell cow for the Buccaneers. That kind of makes it sound like Fournette 
Tanya Harding, uh, Rojo the next week. And then all of a sudden got the playing time, but, um, but no, seriously. Yeah. I mean, my thoughts about running backs are widely known and, and recorded, but good for him. He earned it. He had played so well for them in the last, you know, one and a half seasons, basically, uh, or whatever, however you want to go back to the Super Bowl season. Um, good for him, hey, man. Like, hey, and, big and shout out to uh, the Bucks banner Twitter for uh, sniffing out that really odd New England Patriots visit that Lenny took and just did not make any sense in the roster construction of the New England Patriots and just they they were all over that. I big shout out to whoever's running uh, the IT over at Bucks Banner. Right? Like, it just didn't make sense, the whole Patriots visit. I'm like, you could have picked any other team. Like, go, go, <laughs> yeah. go visit the Dolphins to make it more convincing. Seriously. Um, yeah. It's like if you were, like, you're like you're engaged to your wife, but you're kind of flirting with, like, their best friend, and you're just like, this isn't – no chance this is going to happen. Bo, I'm going to warn you right now for any of our loyal listeners. Let's just avoid the engagement. Yeah. <laughs> I was, I was, say, I was giving you a chance. I was trying come to back, throw some come back out to bite you. You never yeah. know when she's listening or how she might yeah, interpret yeah, your yeah. Uh, twisted analogies. This is all dicey. We just have to blast past. All right, blast past. Um, and then OJ Howard signed signed a deal with the Bills, uh, one year deal. I like that. Unlike most Buccaneers fans, I'm like still rooting for OJ Howard. I think he had a tough break in some ways. I think he was trending in the right direction when Tom Brady came here. Anyway, he'll have a chance there. He won't be relied upon the same way, right? He's not a first round pick investment, so uh, their fans won't get frustrated if things don't pan out. And I wish the best for OJ Howard. It's a great situation for him. Play alongside Dawson Knox. He'll do a lot of blocking for them. And I think he might surprise some people, uh, but we'll see because everyone's been waiting to be surprised positively when it comes to OJ Howard's performance mm-hmm. on the field. For sure. Um, yeah. So what's what's left for the free agencies in uh, in Tampa Bay? Our priorities um, as a city of Tampa uh, for the Buccaneers. <laughs> I think uh, the next biggest questions are, first, firstly, Ndamukong Sue. Do you want, like, because yeah. um, they're still thin on the interior, right? You got Vea, you got Golston. Golston's rotational. is rotational just based on his size and him being, like, a, you know, one technique, like, nose tackle, beast. Um, can't get, have the big fella out there every, every down. So is Sue going to come back? And what's that number going to look like? Because Sue's been creeping up close to that $10 million a year mark, and he's earned it, and he's – he still he had a his, he keeps having his best year on these one year deals, um, and he had he had his best year as a Buck in quite some time last year. I don't know whether what how much how much the Buccaneers want to stretch themselves. I would love to bring Sue back based on his play and and again you know his presence in the locker room. Need a bit of that that mean Ryan Jensen ness on the other side of the ball, um, and then of course Rob Gronkowski, which is one that everyone is. I just want to kind of warn people. I want people to check themselves a little bit because. Maybe I'm just speaking to myself, like reverse psychology, but he hasn't he hasn't committed to coming back yet. Everyone is talking like he is on the roster, but he isn't yet. And um, I'm very hopeful. I'm optimistic. I'm certainly above fifty percent, but uh, I don't. I don't. I'm not going to operate under the assumption he is one hundred percent coming back until I hear hear the words from Big Gronk on some Nickelodeon commercial or something. Yeah, I think that's the right tax uh, with the whole thing. He's, you know. I don't like he plays the fool, but I don't think he's like a total idiot. I don't think he's going to just risk it. I don't think he's going to make any rash decision. I think he's actually been pretty, um, pretty smart and forward thinking about his body and what, you know, how he wants to, uh, lack, wow, bad term here, but tackle life after football. So I think I'm hopeful as well. I, I, I would ultimately think that he does end up playing at some point. Maybe he's, not playing the first couple weeks of the season or anything like that, but with Brady coming back with how good Gronk played last year, I'd be, I'd be surprised, but yeah, dude, I think that's a good, uh, a fair warning for, for Bucks nation. I feel like no one's given that warning out. So I figured I'd be the guy to, you know, give that, you know, it's let's see, let's see. But with all of the talent vacating from the NFC, like there's some plague in the NFC. Um, it just Incredible. the stars have a line for the Bucks in such a ridiculous way. Like, if you look at it all from a Bucks lens, almost every one of these major moves, trades, signings have benefited Tampa in the yes. big picture. It's incredible. Yeah. So, I'm Wait, not 
Yeah. Before we before we move on, can I rapid fire you just some quick Let's yes go. or no? Let's go. Jason Pierre Paul? No. No. Got Love some you, interest bi- from, from Love the you, Cowboys. Bi- Love you, big dog, but head to Big D and bye. Um Rojo? No. It's a full no. It's a full no, unfortunately. He needs a new change of scenery. Like that's more yeah. for him than for our, for the Bucks. That's not and also if you pay Fournette the money, then you I don't even think you can have Rojo on the team as like that little yeah. well, I'm not gonna make any sort of wife analogy as we just uh <laughs> but I'm just gonna say as that little dangling carrot for 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 the Bucks to use. I think they can find a serviceable running back, uh serviceable backup. Jared McKinnon, yeah. maybe? Yeah. Something like that would be nice. But yeah, Rojo needs a change of scenery as much as the Bucks do from him. Him and BA don't see eye to eye. Didn't work out. He's visiting KC today. Yeah. Um, oh, so yeah. that'd be interesting. It would. For sure. They got Clyde Edwards Hilaire, right? More of the yeah. pass catching guy. And then you yeah. have him there. I'd take Jarek McKinnon, though, as I just mentioned. Really? Any team that's looking for a running back that wants to run out of bounds, like just before a first down, <laughs> they, they should be looking at Rojo for sure. See, Last folks. one, Brashad Perriman. Rashad Perriman uh, is already back. He resigned. Is he back? Okay. Loki, yeah. They resigned him to a one-year deal. So, again, sorry, I'm glad you brought that up. So, there's some more depth in, in yeah, Perriman. That's huge. That makes it – you probably don't need to look at wide receiver in the draft or uh, – I, I cert- So, a lot of people still think we need to. I don't. My draft yeah. priorities right now stand firmly, of course, dependent on what happens with Sue. Um, interior defensive lineman, a left guard. So the better of which is available at 27 in the first round, that's where I see that pick. Unless there's a stud corner still there, I think adding an, a corner, a really good corner into the mix would be essential. Yeah. Those are the three most important positions in my mind. Um, tight end a little bit later, and that's pretty much my my biggest personal priority or what I'm in favor of. We'll go We'll go deep dive on the draft, but I just want to get those quick ones out. Love the rapid fire, Bo. Thank you. Yeah, that was great. Perriman, Perriman's a that's a good question. Yeah. 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 Um, all right. So I think that's good in terms of just updating our listeners on where the Buccaneers are at. Um, and there's just this has been just such an insane few weeks in the NFL in terms of stars realigning. As I said, it, it the NFL has been like, oh yeah, NBA, like you're handing out big deals. Your best players are demanding they go to a different team and then they're getting what they want. Well, we see you and we raise you because this shit is popping off in the NFL and it is wild. What a time to have a podcast because we are just not short on topics of discussion, even during the offseason. I I can't remember an off of like superstar player movement, not just, you know, like. Sometimes the best right tackle signs somewhere that you wouldn't expect or or whatever, or one quarterback moves or something. This has been it's and it, it's so funny because obviously Colin that you mentioned the NBA because you know free agency in the offseason is is almost its own sport with basketball, like separate from the games, right? And I you don't you really feel that with football because it's way different. The draft is obviously its own thing. But these last 10 to 14 days have been it just be and like every time you check your phone, it's something dip bigger and crazier. And uh, I'm not just talking about text from Perm, right? So, um, yeah, I, I can't wait to get into it here. And it's funny you just said like you know sometimes there's like the big tackle like sign somewhere. Arguably the best tackle in football did sign somewhere, and we're just not even talking and about. We, it. Like, I totally missed it yesterday. Totally right, missed but it. it's not even close. Yeah, yeah, that's my point. Like it's just yeah. nowhere near the headline, and that's Teron Armstead, uh, another NFC South killer. Like the one of the literally maybe the best left tackle in football, leaving the Saints and going to the Dolphins. But I want to talk about the quarterback position first. Uh, let's start with shit, man. Let's start with Russell Wilson. We haven't really talked about Russell Wilson. Then we'll get into Deshaun. Okay. Yeah. So, obviously, Russell Wilson, pardon me, we've been dealing with the uh, the speculation that he just kept shutting down because he's that kind of guy and of, of him being traded or wanting out, yada, yada. Anyway, he clearly notified the Seahawks he wasn't going to be re-signing there. So, if they wanted to get anything for him, they better do it now. Uh, and after Aaron Rodgers re-signed, I think, um, I, I think George Patton, the general manager of the Broncos, whose horn I've been tooting since before last draft, by the way, 
um, was like, okay, on to plan B, which is Russell Wilson. Pretty good fucking plan B. No yeah. shit. And when we were all when we were all worried that it was John Elway making the decisions, you were like, no, his name's actually George Patton. That was the best. Yeah, that was hilarious. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Well, who said that? We <laughs> hard to say <laughs> back to back. Yeah. But so um, the Broncos gave up two, two firsts, two seconds, a fifth. Drew Locke, Shelby Harris, defensive lineman and Noah Fant, former first round tight end at uh, Iowa tight end. You. Um, obviously not like sorry to jump you there but not like equal value for russell wilson but the seahawks didn't do horrible like considering what they gave up for like obviously the jamal adams things is just always gonna follow them around everywhere but like they put some thought into this trade and they they got something they got something back right like shelby harris is not bad no hair hair no fan is not bad either and Drew Locke, say what you will, he's he's obviously not good. But, like, that's really good draft capital for a team that sorely needs it. For sure. Three firsts. Um, Noah Fant, former first. Shelby Harris, good player. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, they got the draft capital. They got some real guys who can play now. Um, sorry, two firsts, two seconds. Pardon me. But but basically um, three firsts when you think about Noah Fant. Shit, I'd potentially take two firsts and two seconds over three firsts. Like, yeah. and, then, and then those guys. So... Uh, really solid haul. I mean, we've talked about it quite a bit. If yeah. anyone's been listening for a long time, um, yeah, solid haul. They don't have a quarterback for so, sure. Like, oh, what, you know what what I, like, sorry. And I feel like yeah. we were kind of trending towards talking about this. It's like, yeah, they did. They did do okay. Um, but they've been, they're bad the clear and, losers. Yeah. And they're, lo- and they're, they're behind the eight ball. And who are they going to have? They're 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 going to have drew lock or like, a very shaky rookie coming in, whoever they draft with their with their eighty two year old quarterback. Like I think they're fucked, man. Like well, I, there is fucked, the they were fucked as soon as they gave up those first rounders for Jamal Adams. Well, yeah, yeah exactly, okay. true, yeah, true. So like the problem with this whole thing for Seattle is that they gave up they gave up the picks for Jamal Adams. So they could have had what would have been. Uh, what would they have? Like thirteen and nine? They would have had thirteen and nine in this draft. They didn't. They didn't trade for Jamal Adams. Yeah, which they, is would just... have, they would have joined three other teams having multiple first round picks, maybe four. Exactly. And like they, like anyone that watched the Seahawks last year, they'd be like, yeah, they should definitely have multiple first round picks this year. Like they're not. They were not good last year, even yeah. with Russ. Which they're going to be even worse next year without. I, I think they need to even embrace this this fire sale even more and get what they can for for uh dk yeah and just fully embrace the rebuild don't fuck around with this oh well we still need to help our fans no no no. if you want to expedite this process you sell off and get bottom out like shit man i I tweeted it right away and my guy over at pff brad spielberger apparently today was like oh the packers should trade for dk and like the second the deal happened that's what i was saying um, mm. because I would be calling on DK. I'd be calling on Tyler Lockett. Like, yeah, these teams Tyler were all of a sudden sure. without a receiver. I was even thinking the Chiefs, Tyler Lockett, there's a little bit of a fit. Like, yeah. why wouldn't the Chiefs all unlock it, right? That's a um, really I, – I, I haven't heard that anywhere. That's a well, really good idea. That They thought they were re-signing Tyreek, which we'll get into, but yeah. Yeah. Since then, Scott. Since, since then, yeah, fair yeah. enough. But, so, like – I don't know. Like the Seahawks could, there's like the Kaepernick rumors that are out there. There's the Baker rumors that are out there. There's like, I think there's a bunch of things out there. It's got to be Baker. Where else is Baker going to go? Carolina doesn't even want him. And the problem, the problem with the Baker thing is his contract. It's like you can't bottom out the way that you need to if you have Baker Mayfield. I I agree. And like, is Baker going there to be like, I don't think Baker's that good, but is he going there to be on a total rebuild? Like, I just don't buy it. Like, I, yeah. I, Baker is I literally know. what Jameis was, in my opinion, when he left Tampa, where it's like he has talent, but and he's not nowhere near as erratic on the field as his injuries. But just no. in terms of the view of him on the league, it's like no one's actually willing to bite. Like, um, obviously, the, the contract structure and, and whatnot is different, but I just mean in terms of the general perspective on him in the league it's like okay he's good but like we don't really want him we don't want to pay for him yeah like we'd rather you know see what we can do elsewhere i think 
as has been much discussed all over Twitter and the internet and podcasts and whatever, I mean, the, the AFC West is just fucking bananas. Like it is insane how much talent, like Khalil Max on the chargers now, like JC yeah, you almost Jackson, forget about the stuff that's already happened, right? Like JC Jackson's on the chargers, Denver already people like who don't know, don't know, but their roster again, we've been touting it, touting their GM work by George, George Payton, Patton, however you say it. Um, Going back to last draft, I, like they're so well built to be a yeah. contender right away. They've just been missing the quarterback, and now they have Russell Wilson, who no matter what you think about him, Mister Capron has a how much he he you think he's cringy. Oh um, my god, he's so cringy. He he's a hell of a football player. Yeah, and you give him some weapons and some competent play calling, which it seems like he'll get this year, right? Well, uh, Daniel Hackett coming over. Run. I mean. Broncos fans have to be over the moon, man. Like new coach, new quarterback. Like, yeah. just let them play. You have a defense. Let Wilson go out and play. Like, yeah. I don't know. I guess I'm just skeptical. For what I don't have a really good reason for this. I'm skeptical. I'm skeptical that they're just going to um strut out there and be a playoff team. Because if you look at the AFC playoff picture, there's gonna be a couple good teams that miss it, which is wild. Right. There's going to be a, a bunch, bunch of good teams, of yeah. really good so, teams. They're going to have to get injured. Like those, like hopefully there's like I've never wished that there weren't injuries more than this year because if all of these teams out. are full health going into like December, January, like it's going to be unbelievable those Sundays. I agree, and yeah. and I don't. That's I don't have anything. We've never seen Hackett as a head coach. Yeah. Obviously, you can't really. Uh, pick too much a part of what like Green Bay's offense has been with what was him with was with him and Rodgers obviously and now you're and, getting and Lafleur calling the plays yeah yeah exactly. that's that's the thing that's one of the another one of those guys that's just like he's never called plays before yeah like, so enough, it but at least he won't be like you know Judge Judy calling like ju- like you know calling calling the defense or whatever they yeah. had previously yeah, yeah, yeah. I and I I love the roster too. I don't think it's as good as every as everyone's been touting. It's like, yeah, but then it's like, holy shit! Look who that they had playing quarterback. Maybe they are that. Good, That's the thing, honestly. right? Like all those guys go up a level with Russell Wilson, yeah. right? Like Jerry yeah. Judy is one of the most precise runners in the league, and he's yeah. now he has Russell Wilson. Like I do, Solid I, Sutton can just like stretch the field. I will like, say though, I think their receiving core has been overrated in this process a okay. little bit. That's kind of we'll, right we'll, we'll see. We'll see. I, I'm I'm super high on those two for sure. Yeah. So this and like I think like, Kate like this is like this is the best deep ball thrower in the league. Yeah. Joining their team in terms of Judy, I mean, and I was big on Judy coming out. Like I thought he was going to be real good with that group of receivers um, coming out of in the draft that year, like along with CD Lamb and and so on. But um, like like. Bridgewater can throw the ball well enough that if you're a good enough receiver, like he's 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 had other receivers perform well with him throwing him the ball. Like, yeah, Judy, but he's he's Teddy Checkdown though. That's the thing. Like, totally, yeah. totally. But Judy can take the ball. Like, I guess that again comes back to the play calling. We don't need to consume ourselves really with the full offensive or defensive philosophies of the Denver Broncos though, because we have so much stuff to cover. I know. Uh, yeah. So I let's just kind of say where we are with the Broncos. I'm I'm cautiously optimistic about that i'm not penciling them in as a juggernaut right away obviously wilson is fantastic and they are considerably better as of now versus two uh, a month ago that's not even a question and they they should have made that trade 11 times out of 10 and they did it good for them they had to get rid of the coach he sucked um i'm still like i said a little bit wary but i would not if they went 13 and 4 i would not be shocked yeah. yeah, and like they're probably not going to in that division, but I'm in the same. Like I'm high on Cleveland this year too. I find those two teams to be really in a similar place, in my opinion. Now, it's um, it is like mirrors of each other, honestly, yeah. and like that's a perfect transition. So just let's jump into it. Yeah, so let's talk about about Deshaun Watson. My God, what a tumultuous path this has been for Deshaun Watson. The teams in pursuit of him, of course, for uh, the women whom he has. Uh, expose himself to and assaulted and who are accusing him of these things, all of that shit. 
Um, and I don't want to just like breeze over that or anything, but you know, um, it's a football podcast. We're not experts. We don't know what happened, but it's important to know like that is what has caused him not playing football last year. Right. Is, is um, yes. huge. Yeah. And of course the NFL has, has proven itself to value performance on the football field over any sort of indiscretions Anything. and, um, you know, the worst of which Deshaun Jackson, or pardon me, Deshaun Watson has been accused of. Um, I, I don't understand the legal proceedings, so it's really hard for me to weigh in any more than that. I just think it's important that we acknowledge it on the yeah, end. Yeah, it totally is. And, and like, we can acknowledge that, like, they decided not to indict him, and like, that's a, a, a big victory for Deshaun Watson. Um, we'll see what happens in the civil case, but yeah, that's it is what it is. We, we, this is a football podcast, but. Deshaun Watson is now with Cleveland Brown and it changes the AFC, which it was is perennially been changing this offseason. But can I, I all I want to say though, the pursuit of Deshaun Watson, okay, as it was coming down these past couple of weeks, was just incredible theater, especially yeah. looking on from the 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 plank of the pirate ship in Raymond James Stadium, because I'm like, okay, everyone's leaving the NFC South. Like this is just too tailor-made for Tom Brady right now. It's getting ridiculous. And then it's like, oh, Deshaun Watson has canceled the Cleveland Browns. They are no longer in the picture. He's informed them. They don't have a chance to sign him. Yeah. It is either going to be the New Orleans Saints or the Atlanta Falcons. And I'm like, I'm kind of like at the point where I'm like, okay, like a little bit of... A little bit of competition. Yeah, sure. You know? And like, I've always loved watching Deshaun Watson as a football player. Like, absolutely love his game. Yeah. I Me always too. have. Anyone who takes down Bama on the national stage is someone I'm a fan of. But um, even like I was just feeling things were falling too too flush for for the Bucks, so I was okay with like a little, you know, inner divisional. Yeah, um, keep them sharp. I get yeah. that. I get that. But, but then that would have been fun. Brady Watson, twi- like I, yeah, not as fun as beating the shit out of both those teams each time. But I get it. <laughs> And let me say, I would have rather them sign with the Falcons than the Saints. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it felt like it was lining up for it to be the Saints. Easy for me to talk this way after he signs with Cleveland, right? Like, yeah, talk to right. me last yeah. week. And um, But anyway, I mean, like, I got a buddy, one of our, our loyal listeners, Sam Gillen, who is a huge Cleveland Browns fan. And oh, shit. We were, yeah, we were going, Yeah, we were going back and forth throughout it and – he was kind of like, oh, fuck. Like, I guess, like, we're going to have no one. Like, I'd send him the Baker quote. And then, anyway, somehow Deshaun Watson ends up choosing choosing Cleveland. Fascinating piece on um, The Athletic that details the process that went into that. I forget the author, unfortunately. Uh, but what do you guys think? Like, what do you think of this deal, the decision by Deshaun? How does it affect the Cleveland Browns entering this year with the uncertainty of suspensions looming him adjusting to a new offense and just the, what's been a very competitive division in its own right in the AFC North. Yeah, I, uh, I'll, I'll jump in. Um, it's, it's crazy. I think if you look back on our, like our division previews last year, I know that we've got a lot of longtime listeners that just love to go through the archives, but of course, um, you guys love the Browns, like absolutely love the Browns. And like I, one of the small victories that I'll take from that division preview was like, I was like, oh, I don't know about Baker. Baker is the one reason about this roster that I'm just like, this is really weird. And like, I think this year when we go into doing this one, nothing's really changed for the Browns other than they've traded Baker for for Deshaun Watson, like as much as the Amari Cooper, Javaris Land- Jarvis Landry switch, like that to me is like a like back and forth, like whatever. But that is such a major upgrade, almost as much as an upgrade from Russell Wilson to uh, from Drew Locke to Russell Wilson on the other end for the Broncos. This is it's huge. This is like yeah. this is actually like okay. The Browns, you need to win your division for one, and you also are in Super Bowl contention, like day one, as soon as you sign that contract. Let me quickly go on the record, though, and state Bo's not wrong with what he just said, but when I was so high on Cleveland entering last season, I did say, and I said, not to be cliche, not for it to be a cop-out, but it's all going to depend on Baker because all the pieces are around him. So I just, you know. and But you were were extremely high, like – 
I don't want to get it. Like, I do want to get into this. I was like, <laughs> would you rather have Lamar Jackson or Baker Mayfield? And it was like a hard for, I think you would snap said Baker. And then you're like, this is a hard decision. Yeah. I was like, that is not a hard decision. And that's the other, other way around. No, you're right, man. That's fair. You're, yeah. That's fair. Me and Scott were both in that, in a similar boat there, just like how you and me were on the other side of the Broncos than Scott. So well, true. I, it's always two on one in, with this group, right? So yeah. someone's a I, rem- I remember hemming and hawing about the Lamar Baker thing because whatever. I mean, I I think I said I preferred Lamar for a game, but I think I would rather have Baker Long to win term, multiple yeah. games or something like that, which is still insane. And I will say, <laughs> Baker at least did play with like a, a torn labrum most of the year. Right, yeah, true. like it, it, that wasn't. They had a lot of um, expectation on them and all that, and it wasn't a good year for OBJ to get run out, for him to be hurt, all that. So, I'm not backtracking, but all that, like, it didn't work out well for him. I still, I don't think he's that good. Like, don't, yeah. I, I would say that he's not that good now. But, um, yeah, I mean, they have Deshaun Watson. Uh, he's incredible. Um, but I. <laughs> Like it's it's an incredible pickup for them. Obviously, a ton of money and everything, but who cares? It's just it's like monopoly money anyway, right? So, um, well, this one isn't monopoly money. Like, yeah, no, five funny. years, two hundred thirty million guaranteed, fully guaranteed. I think that kind of slipped under the radar for a lot of people. That is an a very legit, uh, fully guaranteed. very legit commitment to make to any player. Yeah. Now, let me say this. If this legal shit hadn't happened, which is like a pretty big what if, but if it hadn't, I wouldn't even have an issue with the contract or giving up the three number ones and the the two number fours and the number three draft picks. Um, Because, again, I believe so much in the the grunt work that's been done um, by Andrew Barry, their GM, and how they've built that roster in Cleveland and how long that franchise and city has been starved for a winner there. I think if you have a way, especially they were on the verge of catastrophe when, when before Deshaun Watson had told them he was not choosing them. And at that point, Baker had already said, fuck you guys. You don't want me. I don't want to be here. So they were yeah. going to be without a quarterback pursuing Jameis or whomever, maybe drafting one to having like one of the most talented dual threat quarterbacks we have ever seen in the league. Yeah. A, win- a winner, too. I-, I know he was stuck in Houston. But like going back to his Clemson days, and in my opinion, he's a winner just seeing how he dragged that shit ass roster into yeah. the postseason and was competitive. It was an absolute joke. The same team that traded that we joked about earlier, DeAndre Hopkins for a second round pick and David Johnson. Yeah. So True. you know, I just uh I I as crazy as that is, that that amount of guaranteed money. Um I think Cleveland did what they had to do. GM Andrew Berry did what he had to do to give yeah. him a chance. Cause if it works it's going to be huge for them. Well, yeah, I th- like I haven't read the athletic piece, but like obviously what happened to me in my books was like the Baker stuff comes out and they get canceled by Deshaun and and they just went back to Deshaun and said, "Well, we'll guarantee the whole thing." That is like, that is totally a, a pro- proper read how I kind of read through the lines as well. Yeah. Yeah, like I 230 million guaranteed like to put it in perspective, I think Patrick Mahomes is like 140 guaranteed over wow. 10 years. Like 230 over five. It completely resets the market. Like his division rival, Lamar Jackson, like is working on an extension. They're back to ground zero after that deal was signed because he completely resets the market. Mm. We have so much to talk about, guys, in so little time. I, I got I, I yeah. to. Let's go. Break. Let's go. So, All okay. Right. Any more? Anyone need to get anything out off their chest related to Deshaun Watson? Are we good? Well, I, the I one just, thing I'll I, say is like perfect offense, like the two stud uh, running backs. Well, and the Amari receivers are going to be Amari, good. Amari, Amari Cooper, Cooper such like a steal. That price now looks like just a just a couple weeks ago, people were like, oh, whatever. Amari Cooper got released, picked up by the shitty Browns, like whatever. Yeah. Now it's just looking like an insane bargain. No doubt. But sorry, and the last thing I'll say is about the whole is just he basically suffered zero consequences, right? Like he got a year off. Um, well, a year of zero game checks is kind of sucks. Well, I think it worked out with the 240 guaranteed. Yeah. So, um, you know, he's making it back. That's for sure. Yeah. 
he yeah so i mean yeah he, he he got to rest all year get his body right and then he gets to dictate the most like yeah he basically got to pick his team while these teams but, are... like i like zero consequences he was pretty much in limbo for an entire year and like, am i and, going okay, to, but now like, not, not just football but like i might not i might be going to jail like that was like just weighing on him for an entire year and like obviously it's worked out now but like in hindsight like that couldn't have been a fun year for Sean Watson. And his reputation has been dragged through the mud. That's the other yeah. like like he's at, never come back from this. His entire legacy will and at some point be defined or at, at minimum this will be brought yeah. up in relation to him, his name, which is pretty fucked if you know, who knows? Like I don't know. He, it's just weird. It, it, it always it did shock me initially. Not like I know these guys personally, but Deshaun Watson was always just like this like Oh my god! Exemplary. Giving money to like the janitor staff at the Texan Stadium, like that was as his on a rookie deal. Like he was yeah. like the I thought he was setting up dude. to be the golden boy. I thought he yeah. was the best dude. Yeah. Anyway, um, we'll see. Just fascinating, fascinating developments, and trying to project the future is damn near impossible, but still fun to do. Um, whipping through here, the Falcons yeah. who struck out on Deshaun Watson um, are eating a shit ton of money compliments of matt ryan and matt ryan the colts you know after carson went god the musical chairs here is insane after carson wentz was traded to the washington commanders um the colts another pretty decently structured roster with good coaches and a good foundation is without a quarterback things are looking bleak for them they end up getting matt ryan which i think is just a lovely fit for them at this point in matt ryan's career i think Matt Ryan's been stuck, and I think he's got enough in the tank if you watch the arm talent. kind of reminds me of Brady when he was in those last couple of years in New England. It was like people were writing him off, but if you look at the cast around him, was he? are you really evaluating what he has in the tank? So we'll find out this year. I just think it's a nice mm-hmm. fit there. I don't know if you guys have thoughts on that. or Yeah, definitely. what's weirder, Matt Ryan not on the Falcons or Russell Wilson not on the Seahawks? The Matt Ryan one for me. Yeah, yeah. Ryan. I was prepared for the Russell Wilson one. No, I just mean like, whoa, when you see them yeah, on a yeah. new team kind of thing. Um, I mean, Ryan's been with Atlanta longer, obviously. But um, I think it's the whole thing is super telling. And good for the Colts. I mean, you know, the Colts obviously gave up a first-rounder to get Wentz. But you don't have to stick with Wentz just because you got him the year previous. If they saw everything they needed to see in that season – and uh, thought that they could upgrade, and and I think I think Matt Ryan is undoubtedly an upgrade. I, I really give them credit, and I know it's more there. It's more patchwork for previous mistakes, and you know Wentz is just so unbelievably mediocre. It's it's crazy, but uh, good for them for cutting bait and realizing it. And um, I'm excited to see Matt Ryan on a new team. Honestly, I like I've always liked him. I, I know he kind of gets killed for some brutal turnovers and all that, but he's still good. Like he's still a solid player, man. And uh, maybe the chance, like, I don't know. I think he would have easily and happily been a Falcon for the rest of his career. Um, But, you know, they aren't going to be good. And if another season of him getting murdered every week and and they go four and 13, they might've just ran him out anyway. So for him to get to a, like a pretty solid team, like Colin said, with a pretty good situation, I, I think that's great. Yeah, um, completely agree with you guys on this one. Um, the one thing I'll say, if you are placing bets at a sport book that allows you to bet on Julio Jones's next destination, I think the Tampa Bay Bucks are actually the favorites for uh, Julio Jones's services That's, this year. Which, which is stupid. To all three of us, didn't really make sense. If you can get a number on the Colts, it's plus money. I, I think you should go after that. It's a great one, Bo. I hadn't even, I hadn't even thought of that, man. I'm thinking yeah. Packers right away. My mind's going Packers. The Colts, the Colts need the wide receiver help just as much as the pack, almost just yeah. as much as the Packers do. Yeah, God, we the Colts kicked that season away, man. They kicked yeah. that. Well, Wentz, they kicked it away at the end. Holy shit! Yeah, no kidding. You had to beat the fucking Jaguars. God. <laughs> and you know they were, I mean, but they were like an eight point favorite against the Raiders at home too, which they, yeah. which I don't think losing to the Raiders was like some the Raiders are good, yeah, travesty. But at home, favorite, do it. Yeah, and they didn't. But okay. the Jaguars one is worse. I'm just saying. They actually had another chance yeah. as well. So we mentioned Wentz. Um, Jameis Winston, poor guy left standing after all this. At least he gets a starting job. He's back in New Orleans. 
and uh, his his once drafted counterpart uh, Marcus Mariota is going to get a starting gig with the Falcons. So I'm kind of excited to just see Mariota get the ball. Yeah, I hope he does it. well. I, I like I don't hope they win a ton, but whatever. But I hope he does well. Cheering for the guy. Me too. Yeah, hell of a professional, and he's just been you know biting his time trying to go to work, and I love that. Um, let's move on and we're going to try and be a little more efficient if we can. That's on me boys, but it's going to be damn hard because we got some, some wide receiver movement to discuss. Um, and the craziest one that we got to hit on first, man, is the best receiver in the game shortly after Aaron Rodgers resigns with the green Bay Packers for a monster deal. Or so we thought at the time, uh, still a monster deal, but you get what I'm saying. Um, he goes and, and say, you know, he'd already said he wouldn't play on the franchise tag, but that happens all the time. You assume they're going to work out an extension or whatever. No, 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 not so quick. Devontae Adams said, fuck that noise. Get me out of here. I want to go play with my college running mate, David Derek Carr. Um, I want to go to Las Vegas. I was a Raiders fan as a kid. Packers pretty quickly are like, all right, let's do it. And they traded him to the Las Vegas Raiders, uh, where the Raiders were able to kind of at least remind everyone else in the AFC West, they're still a part of this arms race too. Yeah. Um, give up a first and a second this year to get Devontae Adams, and they sign him to a monster deal. Um, say what you will about the money and where that's at. I mean, in my opinion, giving up that draft capital to get the best receiver in the game, pretty much, like I know, I know Cooper Cup this year was the best receiver, but if I got one pick for this year to win a title, I'm taking Devontae Adams. I mean, he's yeah. the best receiver in the game. Yeah, yeah, I think just like footwork wise off the line, like he's like it's art what he does out there. Um, and now he's joining a, an extremely high powered offense that was already a high powered offense last year. He's basically like trading places with Zay Jones, which, like, if you really think about it, it's Renfro, it's Adams, it's Waller, and it's Waller. Carr, and they are going to put up a ton of yards this year. So I, I can't wait to see what they can do. Yeah, and Jacobs is solid in the backfield and just yeah. like. You know, let's face it, Hunter Renfro was getting a lot of attention at the end of last year. And he was awesome. But imagine if he just has even more room to work in the slot and you have Waller and Adams um, as threats for Carr. Hopefully that just having those guys encourages Carr to push the ball down the field a little bit more, be a little bit more, um, be more of a a risk taker. Um, I'm looking for PIs anymore. That's for sure. It's just it's just a no brand. Uh, He's he's Adams is incredible, and to get him, I think is massive. Makes him a a a contender. I I don't want to say it sinks the Packers, but I I I like it's a huge loss. Like it's a massive loss, and I know you kept Rodgers, and that's great. But holy shit, losing his the one guy he, uh, you know, the one guy he wants, to, like he he's trying to get the ball to every play, right? So anyway, it's just, uh, yeah, good for the Raiders, and they look they're they're looking awesome, man. And similar to how Devonte Adams just up and dipped out of there, I think Bodan's got some some things he needs to take care of. Bo, you got to dip out on us. Yeah, I got to get going. Yeah, I should probably get going. The one thing I'll say last, and just like transition, I think this was a ultimate chess move. Like talk about it, like a a rookie head coach coming in from Josh McDaniels taking on Devontae Adams. I almost think that they foresaw what it would do to the Kansas City Chiefs and Tyreek Hill's ego. And it just, it honestly makes the signing look better for Devontae Adams with what's happened today. A a true chestnut checkers move, eh? Going on in in Vegas. Possibly a spin of the wheel. Um, (laughs) You know, Losing Henry Ruggs is uh, that was tough. Uh, Completely forgot about that. Yeah, and now they have Devontae Adams. Adams, So pretty good, pretty good for them. Um, All right, Bo. So thanks for joining us. As always, I think Cap and I'll wrap up just with a couple more notes, and then we'll all get out of here. Yeah, Um, good. See you both. All right, bye, Bo. Um, Okay, well, Scotty, there were some more receivers who moved, as as was just mentioned, and I Mm. think. The guy to, to the guy to mention is just today, Tyreek Hill, man, <laughs> happened quick, right? Just like the Devontae thing behind I mean, the scene. He's and and he literally saw Devontae's deal and said he wants to be to, to top that. And I think Andy Reid and and the Chiefs were like, shit, man, we're not even close to being able to do that. So we gotta get what we can right now before the draft and uh move on. Yeah, they I mean I think they offered him something pretty good, but not in that Devontae 
range, obviously. And then it was boom, boom. Like it was in the works. I, like, I feel like I saw a Schefter tweet and then 15 minutes, it's like, it's either going to be, he's going to be a jet or a dolphin. And then 15 minutes later we had the, we had it done with, with Miami. Right. So, I mean, Tyreek Hill, say what you will about him. I, like, is he the best out and out receiver? No, but does he make a world of difference? Like maybe as much as anyone. I mean, I, offline, like, Scott, to cut you off, but to toot your horn, like offline, you kind of made the analogy of if like Steph Curry left. And I know Steph Curry is like the elite of the elite in the game, but I think it's a cool analogy because they're mm. so unique and how they kind of have redefined their own position. And I thought it yeah. was a pretty cool observation to make. It, so. it, it, I just, it's just, it's just like the, the guy who's out there that in basketball that isn't making threes, but he theoretically can make threes is worth more is has more value. Right. And that's like, Hill takes up so much attention for the defense all the time, which allows more room for Kelsey. I think it's just a, a huge loss for the chiefs. Uh, and yeah. in Mahomes and Reed, we trust obviously like if they, if anyone's going to figure it out, it'll be them. And you know, if Mahomes comes out and just has a total, you know, double middle finger season and, and figures it out with, um, you know, with whoever they, I don't know if they're going to sign someone or, or, or whoever's going to be the, the top outside target. Right. I just got to think OBJ is going to end up there. Yeah. But even still, is he going to play like, right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I, he, he's just one of those guys. He, you have to account for him at all points. Like, what he did in that Bills playoff game. And if you're the Bills, bro, he had like 240 yards against the Bucks and a half last year. Yeah, uh, two yeah years that's ago. just nuts. It's, He's it's, nuclear. It's, He's a nuclear weapon. It's bizarre. Um, I, I yeah, I just, I, 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 I get why they didn't want to pay him all that. I get why they didn't, but wow. Yeah. I assume, and it's part of Belichick's whole thing, right? Where he'll cut bait on a guy before it's time to cut bait and everyone's outraged. And then within two years, they're like, holy shit, that was just forward thinking. That was a great call. Look where it left us now. So maybe Andy Reid and, and, you know, the Chiefs GM, I forget his name, but, um, you know, maybe they're they're just doing that. At the same time, though, when it was all of a sudden Schefter reported that they were in talks with Tyreek Hill moving, my immediate thought was, oh, shit, Jalen Waddle and KC, like, they're obviously getting Waddle back. They're obviously getting him back, yeah. Dolphins managed to just give up draft capital. And that's huge, them being able to keep Waddle, in my opinion. Um, For so, sure. Like, yeah. what a duo. Waddle was awesome. I mean, and the question mark is Tua now. And they, you said they signed Armstead, or they got Armstead, right? And Yeah, they, they got an amazing left tackle. Uh, only because it's Tua, you almost wish he was a right tackle. But, well, of course. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, you know, they had, no excuses for them now to no. go out and play. in the AFC, in that division... I mean, obviously the bills are great, but they're like, I don't know. I don't know. They, they, they need to go out there and win, I would say. And this is, you know, it's kind of the double-edged sword for Tua. Cause it's like, all right, man, we've, uh, we've kind of done our part. Let's see what you can do now. And, 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 you know, it's a pisser get off the pot situation for him. Right. So we'll see. Yeah. They could be really good, but they're playing in the AFC awesome fucking conference. <laughs> so who knows? Yeah, no shit. Honestly, no, like, I'm... just looking up. Sorry, just like looking at who's gonna get playoff spots. It's like, well, the the Dolphins aren't better than the Bills, right? Nope, so they're not getting that free ride, winning that. They're not game. getting that division spot, and <coughs> excuse me, they're gonna have to not. They're gonna have to have a great record to to claim one of those wild card spots, man. For sure. And then in terms of the other wide receivers, I mean, those are the big names. Uh, Robert Woods quietly landed in Tennessee. And yes. I feel like that's a huge pickup for them. Like they've replaced Julio with Robert Woods, total Vrabel type of guy. If there can be such at the receiver position, because Robert Woods is just a gritty dude. I'm a big fan of his man, like sharp route runner, great hands, he blocks like a maniac. Um, and he's going to be hungry. Like he just had to sit on the sidelines and watch the Rams while win they a won. Super Bowl while his, his yeah. peer, like as, as recent as last year, were considered equals yeah. as receivers just has this, historically great season and gets all the shine and no fault of Cooper cups, obviously, but I'm just saying as a competitor, that would be like, if all of a sudden you were just kicking ass, I'd kind of be like, ah, fuck you, bro. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. How about, how about me? I'd like to like, uh, you know, contribute to this at, at any point. Um, yeah. Great pickup. I hope he's healthy. I hope he's good. 
Um, if he comes back at similar percentage to what he was pre-injury, that's obviously way better than what Julio was this past year. So nice pickup for Tennessee for sure. Um, and the number, it's like I think it's like 16 mil roughly a year for the next couple like two three years like yeah. uh, a great deal when we look yeah. at this receiver market too and then the rent and then the rams so they have cup and they re-signed van jefferson right or yeah i think yeah. he's already i think he's still there he's still under his i don't think it had, yeah. to, they had to re-sign him but but by the way i'm glad you said the rams um because apparently bobby wagner there's mutual interest he's visiting there right now so i'm kind of like oh shit like bobby go to the yeah. ft bro bobo yeah seriously get out of there yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. That's good. I'm glad we talked about the Robert Woods thing. I hope he I hope he uh he plays well in uh in Tennessee. Everyone he's one of those guys that everyone seems to just love. So for sure. Shout out our guy Mike Hart, my our, our Titans buddy. Um and we got someone in the comments saying uh Jared Goff is better than Tom Brady, in your opinion. You are entitled to your opinion, Mast Meg YT. But uh, disagree, but brother. We're um, probably not going to agree on a lot of things, Masked Mage YT, if that's what you're saying. But And that's okay. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm not always right. I'm right about this. I'm not always right. Yeah. Um, but, you know, hey, go golf. Go yeah. golf. Say hi to Dan Campbell there. Obviously, you must live close to the stadium. I'm sure you yeah. see him a lot. Exactly. Uh, and just, like, protect your kneecaps. Yeah, yeah. And then we already mentioned Amari Cooper to Cleveland. Looks really nice now that they got Deshaun Watson in there. Other position, we talked about Teron Armstead. There's a shit ton of signings. We can't get to them all. We're just we trying to really, really focus on guys who deserve the name Star beside yeah. him because that fits the title. The only other one is Vaughn Miller um, to Buffalo. Pretty big deal for them. A lot of terms, six years, 120 or whatever it is. Um, you know, if you, I, I can't recall. I probably should have wrote it down, but it was a busy day. Um, guaranteed money and how that's all structured, I, I couldn't tell you. But uh, in the immediate future, adds a whole new element to that to that defensive line to that whole team really and um he's going to chase back-to-back super bowls but with two different teams bills have brought back a bunch of dudes on the interior uh brandon bean as i i said in my first mock draft um he highly prioritizes the defensive line and he proved that in free agency so bill's looking stout players going left right up and down stars stars changing teams nfl giving the nba run for its money if not surpassing it in terms of all of this crazy crazy movement between the best players in the league the nfl is in a great place man let's be real and uh, we're happy to be covering it and delivering our takes our opinions for you our listeners a good time to remind you to please subscribe to the bucks banter podcast on youtube helps us out a great deal Um, you can listen to us on spotify apple wherever you get your podcasts and um scotty if you got nothing else to add i'm just gonna end it right there bro i'm i'm exhausted talking about all these guys dude this is uh just just wild uh just i can't wait for the season already i can't wait for it so giddy up just ended can't wait there we Uh, go bart scott can't wait (laughs) take care everyone thanks for listening